Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Lucas. And we are two aspiring filmmakers making unnecessary commentary on famous movies. Each week, we will randomly select a film to analyze, discuss, and review. We will select the film at the end of each podcast, so you will have ample time to watch the movie before the next episode. We are slightly qualified film students. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Slightly Qualified Film Students. Yes, sir. This week, we are reviewing Sing Street, the 2016 film, uh, released in Ireland. Pretty low-budget film. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's about a, a young man starting a band with some some friends at a high school. It's just a very low-key little kind of rom-com high school flick. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, this is I the lowest really budget film. Lowest budget film we've done so far with a four million dollar mm-hmm. budget. Um, yeah. it's directed by John Carney, who he likes to do his music. Uh, films, films about music. He's done the movies Once and Begin Again, which are both mm-hmm. um really good films. Um, and yeah, I mean. 2016 was a great year for film and Sing Street um pretty good pretty good nice uh just feel good movie yeah I think it has kind of flown under the radar for me this isn't I don't necessarily watch this kind of film very often but you know I'm pretty happy that I did it it brought some much needed lightheartedness to this podcast after some weird slash intense <laughs> films that we've been reviewing recently. Um, yeah. And I think that this is a pretty unique film in our review list so far. You know, it's not mm-hmm. very like anything else we've done. Uh, yeah. Especially that it's, you know, all teenage actors, um, which can be sketchy but uh, i think it it actually they were pretty good actually in this as an ensemble yeah it was a good good ensemble vibe the whole movie mm -hmm. yeah and yeah it does have a lower budget and i think that honestly teenage actors help out with that because they're not demanding huge salaries um i think honestly most of the budget for this film probably went towards the music uh yeah, and also this film has a the awesome soundtrack. Legendary soundtrack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it relies very heavily on its, you know, the, the story and the screenplay versus you know, technical aspects to make to make it entertaining and as is, as is uh, normal for this kind of film. Mm. And so, yeah, it doesn't really need a big budget. And, uh, I I think they they pulled it off pretty good with what they had. There was it it definitely yeah. had a pretty professional vibe to it, you know. Um so I'm going to read a quick quick plot summary which I got Word. off Google. Um so this is the plot summary. With the recession hitting people hard in Dublin during the 80s, Connor is moved from his private school to a tough inner city alternative. As he tries to adjust to a new way of life, he decides to start his own band. That is the plot summary. And that's a pretty yeah. uh, 
decent. That's pretty man. good. That's pretty I think good. one thing it leaves out is that the reason he starts the band is to get a girl. Um, yes. I, I This is more of a love story than... I mean, it is also his struggles with the recession, but I'd say most of the focus is on the love story. Uh, I would say most of the yeah. focus is on the family dynamic. I think this film yeah, is more that, about the brothers than anything. That is true, but I think in terms of screen time, the band slash Rafina gets most of the screen time, which I actually didn't like. I thought they should have spent even more time with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan and um, Connor. I appreciate the, uh, you know, the the vibe of this film and uh, the the struggles that these people had, and I think it's really cool that some Irish films are getting recognized out here. It's not a very big country in terms of film, so uh, you know, it's it's yeah. cool to see the story of what life is like over there, and uh, you know, in the eighties there actually was recession and so it's nice to you know be able to express your kind of your country on in film and uh, i think that's important so yeah yeah um so what was your standout scene all right standout scene uh i'm gonna go with when they are performing uh sing street connor's band is performing at the prom or the you know the senior dance for the high school mm-hmm. also called mm-hmm. Sing Street. Uh yeah, I I just thought that the first of all the soundtrack is really good and that song in particular or the songs they played yeah. were just good. Um yeah. And yeah, I just it's just like kind of the climax of the film and I, I liked that it paid off and they, they had fun. And it, it was just a fun scene to watch. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I don't, I don't really think that this film has very many high-energy um, scenes like that, you know? this It's, mm-hmm. it's low-key for a lot of it. And then, you know, this is a very energetic scene and it's... It's just a good concert. Looks looks fun. It looks like fun, and it's yeah. fun to watch. So, I'd say that was probably the most entertaining, interesting part, or not interesting, but just entertaining and fun. And yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I love the songs in that scene, especially the last two. The ballad they sing is really nice, mm-hmm. and then that final yeah. like show stopping song where they're kind of just like um, making poking fun, fun at the yeah their priest principle um yeah i i really like that um my standout well okay i think my actual standout scene of this film is the ending but i'll talk about the ending during the ending portion um my actual standout so the standout scene i chose um uh well it's okay i'm gonna talk about this one it's when they play uh, i think the song was called up it's in the middle of the film somewhere. It's kind of their rock ballad-esque. It's a really nice yeah. song. But um, it's it, yeah, when they're writing it and then they start playing it and it's kind of cut with the first time we see Rafina as like who she is. So she's kind of just sitting in her room taking off her makeup and she's crying as she's listening to the song. And this is our first like 
um, introduction to really who her character is. We start to see through the lenses. Yeah. And as this scene progresses and the scene afterwards, we start to understand her character a lot more. And um, I find her character really interesting in this film. Just like her overall, everything about it and how it was written. And the fact that, yes, this is a PG-13 movie, but they tackle some, or imply at least, some really heavy, um, dark uh, topics, especially surrounding her character. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So... I yeah I I really like that scene. I thought it was edited really well, and I mean the song just makes that scene a lot more emotional. Um, so yeah, that was my standout scene. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. With that being said, I think after a quick break, we can hop right into this review. All right. back and we are back heading it. into our review yep starting off with story and originality which is at a 10 percent uh i think in terms of this overall story uh it, it's it's fairly simplistic um there is a lot going on in the relationships between the characters but overall, I don't think it really introduced much to the teen romance, you know, genre. Uh, that hasn't really been done before. Um, obviously, the the setting is a bit unique, as well as the the band. Um, but you know, I I just think it's it's not very uh, groundbreaking or very. Um, you know a very intricate story it's it's fairly simple which you know works in its favor for some things but i i don't know i just think that mm-hmm. it, it, you know it's 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 uh, a story about this this boy's family and about him trying to get a girl uh and kind of about his dynamics with other characters and I, I i don't know overall the story just didn't really wow me um not to say that it's bad in any right I just don't think it's as uh, unique and creative as some of the other films we've been watching recently. Uh, I, I think it just kind of, you know, holds its own in its genre and in its lane, but it doesn't really do too much to make it that special for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, this film isn't extremely original. I mean, we've seen a lot of films kind of mix that coming of age and band story um but i think that this film what it does well and you're saying that yeah i get that it's it's a fairly simplistic uh teenage romance story but i don't i don't even know if it's really a teenage romance story because i feel like this film is more about it's more about a kid just having a crush on an older girl and it's like (laughs) you know they never really date they never really actually become boyfriend and girlfriend it's more like just this yeah. like weird tension awkwardness throughout the entire film and mm-hmm. i kind of like that because most um most feel good teen romance films you see nowadays are very very like predictably cliche so unrealistic I, mean, I give it points for every not single being cliche here yeah every single netflix uh, teenage 
movie that's come out in the past three years is like the most unrealistic casting people in their mid twenties. Everyone yeah. falls in love but, with everyone. It, I mean, and this film, you do, just... you do have to think about how at the end of the film, he does in fact get the girl and they run off into the sunset together. So it's, but does he get her? <laughs> does he get her? Or is she just using him to get to England? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess it's up for debate, but I didn't even really think about that, but I, that's not really, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll talk more about the ending and the ending. Um, mm-hmm. But, but you know what I, I did I, like about this is that the the there was so much awkwardness and that's what I loved about it because it felt real it felt like an actual you know it felt like high school it didn't feel like those kinda. other films and I mean not like high school here yeah. in Canada but maybe well, high school no. in the eighties. But I don't, don't you relate it, to the awkwardness of it all? I relate to the awkwardness, but I don't necessarily relate to the extreme, like, bullying happening there. Like, I don't know. I, I was just kind of like, I thought it was pretty cliche to just have, you know, the uh, the boys' school be, like, very rowdy and just everybody's, like, beating each other up and, you know, do doing stereotypical boys' stuff. I was like, eh. That's kind of stupid, but <laughs> I, I, like I do relate to the awkwardness. Um, I, I I I do relate to the awkwardness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as the story progresses, the thing that I think is really rooting this film and the the driving force of this film is the relationship between um, the brothers, and I think that is what separates this film from other you know, band movies we've seen in the past is that it it's all coming from this family dynamic. And I really like that. And at the end of the film, it says, uh, for brothers everywhere. So it's kind of, you understand that that's kind of the main point the director is trying to discuss in this film. And yes, everything else is happening in his life, but mm-hmm. it it's about him looking up to his brother and it's about his brother trying to just help his his younger brother through all the challenges of life and i like that um no i don't think this film is widely original and yes it's it's a little predict it's 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 pretty predictable but i I do think that it brings aspects to this kind of film that's new and a bit more just smart than most other films out there yeah and even if it is simplistic and not the most original it doesn't mean that it's bad at all I actually think, you know, I think it's a decently solid story. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit predictable, but, you know, I, th- I thought it was a good step above this kind of, the the median of this genre. So, yeah. yeah, with that being said, I gave it a 7%, a light 7, I would say, in story and originality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did I. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And uh, I think that might be the lowest score we've given. I've given a film yet, uh, and I, I think it's you know it's fitting. It's uh, it's you know it's pretty simple and just kind of it's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I also gave Atonement seven out of ten for story and originality. Right, right. 
Mm. Yeah, um, I forget what yeah. I gave it to him. All right, let's uh, um, let's move on let's... to beginning, which is at a five percent. I thought that the beginning of this film was fairly boring, but I actually I really liked the introduction, like the very first uh, twenty seconds or so of him improvising mm-hmm. a song with the lyrics being his parents' uh, fight. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool and uh, definitely creative and gives you a lot of information right off the bat. But then after that, yeah. uh, I like the setup that, you know, is uh, Connor moving schools and his family is, you know, on hard times. But I don't know. I just thought it was pretty boring slash uh, predictable. Um I just thought the opening 10 minutes in general were pretty forgettable and, you know, just kind of a setup for the rest of the film, which, you know, is a good thing to have, but it's not, you know, starting out with a bang that's capturing you right away. It's just kind of setting up the rest of the film, uh, which Mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, I thought it was pretty boring. Yeah, I didn't find it boring. I actually think that the beginning is really quick paced, like a lot happens in the first 10 minutes. But it's it's just it, yeah it's just the setup honestly it's there isn't a lot that's going on you just kind of gain to know this character and you're just kind of understanding where we are in the world what's happening what's going on with his family it's very much a lot of setup but I do like that opening twenty seconds and I I I like that breakfast conversation with the family I think that really sets up the whole family dynamic and all of them act off really well with each other it feels like a actual family table conversation um yeah yeah but yeah it is it is pretty much just set up um similar to atonement uh we were talking about how the beginning doesn't really offer too much it's just you know mostly set up and then it starts picking up as the movie goes along yeah yeah uh i really don't think there's much to say about the beginning since it's just a setup so yeah, I'm giving it a 3% right in the middle. Nothing bad about it per se, but yeah, it's just pretty average. Yep, same. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I think that it's it's pretty good for setup, but once again, it's just setup. Nothing great. So yeah. let's move on to ending. And ending, also out of 5%. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I love this ending. Really? I mean, okay, yeah. I think that the ending was going super strong uh, with the performance and then, you know, him and his brother making up. But I don't know, like, this, their runaway move to England just took me, like, by surprise. I mean, it, it up until this point, Connor had no real intention of going to England uh you know other than to possibly get a record deal but i mean the whole time it feels like they're taking this band not like uh serious enough to you know make it in the music industry they're just kind of doing it for fun because you know they're they're high yeah, school they kids are. and so just seeing him um, run away from his home to like go to another country while he's 15 I, I don't know. It just was a shock to me that that is how it ended, and I don't know. I I just kind of thought it was a bit ridiculous, um, but I really <laughs> liked the brothers' dynamic. Um, 
of you know Brendan seeing you know Connor and he's cheering from the car I I love that part I just I don't know I I thought it was a bit of a crazy way to end this, this film this ending is actually set up throughout the movie um he has a conversation with uh his other friend who's in the band and they talk about him going to England and he tells him that he should do it and he says what about the band and he says it's just it's just the, like he he basically says to him the band means nothing like go do this and i mean i think it makes sense his family life is a disaster and this is true. you know he's he's basically head over heels for this girl so yeah maybe it's not the smartest decision but i see i see it i see i understand why this happens and also it's the fact that they just took the boat there and it's not really indefinite it's not like they're moving across the yeah. world it's I mean, just they, kind you know, of they just, just like took a boat with nothing the except moment. demo tapes and model shoots to north england also like they gotta like yeah. hitchhike to london or something i don't know um yeah it's just uh, a spark of, spur of the moment kind of thing but yeah i i'm gonna say that i think that as far as endings go for this movie i think this is pretty much as good of an ending this film could have done and that's because i i love how poetic the ending is and people people know by now that i like ambiguous endings and i think this film is the perfect amount of ambiguous it's kind of mm. that medium ground between uh parasite and enemy you know we got parasite which is absolutely not ambiguous at all and we have enemy that <laughs> might be too ambiguous and i feel like this film possibly too ambiguous. in that perfect that perfect middle ground where we're right. ending the story nicely, but there's also a lot more to be wanted. And I like that. Mm. Um, but the biggest thing I like about this ending is the poetic and metaphorical concept of the brotherhood. And yeah, same. the whole idea of him um, taking the little boat and following the big fairy. And that's all a metaphor for his whole life. He's been following his brother's footsteps, his bigger brother. And yeah. now he's doing the same in his little boat. He's following this huge fairy. Um, and there's there's a line that Brendan, his brother, says to him when he's, like, he's really angry and he's in his room. And he, he has this, like, really intense monologue, he says to him. And he says the line, you just moved in my jet stream. He says that. And um, and that that's, like, right out, you know, the ending. He's literally moving in the jet stream of this bigger fairy yeah um going to england so it's a really like i think it's a really well-crafted ending and it it's emotional it's feel good it's bittersweet and i, I don't know i just i love it <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i i do really like the brotherhood vibe but i just think a better way to end it would have been to have that same uh I I don't know if I I I don't have an exact way I would have rather it have ended. Um I I just I don't know. I I thought I was you know that the intensity of the film was one place and then all of a sudden they're on like this r dangerous boat ride across the ocean. I was like Psh. I I don't know. It took me by surprise. Uh I, I, I don't know. I guess the mm -hmm. vibes I was getting from him talking about 
going to England was more of a hypothetical. I didn't actually think he was going to take a little boat to England, but... Yeah, uh, well, I've also th- seen some analysis where people have said that, that that didn't actually happen, and that was just kind of his, his imagination. Dream. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there's a lot I think any sensible 15-year-old after the waves get big and it's become a torrential downpour would probably turn around but so i can maybe see that i don't know the only the real thing that's keeping this ending going for me is the brother dynamic um it's also just yeah it's bittersweet that the older brother you know wishes that he had done that when he was 15 uh yeah i i liked that a lot i don't know i thought the ending was just a bit too crazy for me um yeah, no, I think, for me, I really like this ending. I think it's solid. And, um, yeah, I I, uh, I give it a 4 out of 5. I'm giving it a 3 out of 5. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I just wasn't, uh, yeah, I just wasn't as into it. But, um, yeah, let's move on to screenplay slash dialogue, which is at 8%. Uh, and this is really mm-hmm. the, I guess, focus of the film. You know, they're they're not wowing people with the technical aspects. You know, the the screenplay and the dialogue is really uh, what makes this film uh, itself and uh, kind of the focus. Um, mm-hmm. And overall, I thought it was pre- I thought it was pretty solid. Um, I, spe- mm-hmm. I I love the dialogue in this film. You know, the, yeah, me too. The Irish accents are pretty funny, so I was really listening to what people were saying, and uh, yeah, I just I like, especially I think the my favorite scenes are just the band talking about various subjects. Um, I I just love the dynamic they have, and I think the dialogue is great. It, you know, it, it, the exception being the Irish slang, it, it kind of sounds like how teenagers would talk to each other. Um, <laughs> and I, I think they really kind of nailed it. Uh, yeah. and I don't know. I just, I was very in, I thought that they did a great job of kind of developing the main characters through the dialogue. Uh, there wasn't very much development at all for any of the, the side characters, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I, I, I think, you know that that kind of segues me into the the thing I didn't really like about the screenplay, which is they have there's a lot of characters present in this film, like, and I think that the main relationships I was invested in were Brendan and Connors and Connor and Afina's, because you know those mm-hmm. are the two main relationships, but there is a lot of time yeah. spent with Connor and the bandmates who don't really get any character development. They're just kind of in the band. And even the way they join the band is literally like, they, they're they just asked to be in the band and then they're in the band. Or they see a poster and then they, they're just in the band. And uh, while their dialogue is good, you don't really get to know any of them. And I feel like almost half of this film is Connor interacting with characters that don't really have much development. Um I I really, really liked the vibe and aesthetic and dynamic that him and his brother Brendan had. Uh, but I just wish they would have spent more time 
with him and Brendan. I I also really loved the scenes where they would listen to music together. And uh, mm-hmm. in terms of actual story progression, I thought that was the most, you know, important slash interesting scenes. Those were the most important slash interesting scenes. So I I, I just wish yeah. they would have spent more time with those and less time with the band's relationship you know with how the story played out because the story is less about the band and more about the relationship um yeah i I guess that's like my negative but overall like i was saying uh even though i wish they spent less time with it the scenes with the band are really well written and uh you know funny and entertaining so I, i guess it's not necessarily that bad of a thing that they spent time on that um, I actually think it's a pretty good thing because those were much more entertaining and upbeat scenes than when he's with his brother. But I mm-hmm. don't know. I just thought the character progression could have been a little stronger in the areas it needed to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think the dialogue is really good in this movie. Um, I like how, especially during like the band scenes, they kind of all talk over each other. So it feels like a very real kind of just a bunch of guys hanging out. Um, I also like that this this band that they've created is really just kind of like a hobby. It has nothing to do with like them wanting to be big or famous or anything. It's kind of just like they just they're just having fun. And that's kind of the point of it. And that's why Mm -hmm. when I think that the people just join, they really are just joining because they're just asking people who like to play music and they just like, yeah, it's fun. So, um, I mean, that kind of works. I think, um, I, I like that. I like that also that they've created all these songs for them and yet they don't sound like uber polished. They still kind of just seem like songs that teenagers could make, you know, they're yeah. not revolutionary I mean, it sounds a bit any better means. than the average 15 year olds yeah yeah no they're they're good but it's not like you know most band films where all of a sudden they're making music that sounds like you know yeah and i also i also like that the band doesn't get big (laughs) because most band films you know they all of a sudden are stars or like that's the focus but i like that that they have one show together and uh you know just make a few songs to have fun i like that yeah um, I, I, I do get what you're saying by some of the characters don't have development, but I, I feel like we're focusing on developing our m- more main characters and the rest are more there just to help, help them out. Like yeah. we get a lot of character development with Brendan. We get to know his character a lot. I really, again, I really like Rafina's character. I think it, there's so much intricate emotional levels to her character i mean just from the start of the film how insecure she is but she doesn't really show it how you know she has this she thinks she's or maybe it's a delusion or it's optimist she's optimistic but she thinks she's going to go to london with, with her boyfriend and she's constantly saying this and repeating herself and saying it over and over again and it's kind of to this point that you, she's kind of just repeating it trying to make herself believe that it's true and then there's just the fact that we get really dark into her character and we get like you know, it's implied that she might have been, you know, sexually abused by her father. There's also implications that her, well, not implications, her boyfriend hit her. Um, there's, But we get into a lot of stuff that usually PG-13 movies aren't going to really dive into. So I like that. I like that they're kind of playing with that boundary. Because yes, it's a PG-13 movie, but if you really listen to the dialogue and really like get into it, there's some dark themes 
um, overshadowing this movie. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And that's a huge part of screenplay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just like the family relationship, the family dynamic. I love how I actually really like the father and mother and kind of how they play into it. Aiden Gillen, um, great actor. And yeah, I, I, I think this is a pretty solid screenplay and dialogue. And it's, you know, it's just a fun movie. It's like, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess what I was more trying to say is just the fact that they split the focus um, very evenly between the band and uh, Rafina and um, Brendan. I like that. You know, I like the dynamic it gives for our main character. Uh, I just think that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess if, if the film was going to go more in the direction of Connor and Brendan, I, I feel like they uh, just, just could have spent a little little teensy bit more uh, more time with the brothers. But uh, also, I just think that especially at the start, um, you know, we're really only getting scenes with Connor and Brendan uh, a bit later into the film, like Act Two ish, because you know this starts them forming the band. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just think that I don't know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. The, the screenplay and dialogue is pretty solid in this film, especially the dialogue, I think. Um, and the pacing yeah. is pretty well think, done. I, I think, yeah. And I think, of the, oh, the pacing is really good in this movie. This yeah. film, like, keeps it up pretty well. Um, I think that a big thing is when you look at films like Sing Street, we, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to take it too seriously because it is just, like, it's meant to just be kind of a fun feel yeah, movie. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm not looking at it with the same lens I would look at, like, Children of Men or something. Because, like, if I'm trying to... If I'm comparing each topic to Children of Men, everything would be in, like, the low, like, very low numbers. So I'm trying to kind of just look at it as, like, what it is. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I gave screenplay and dialogue a 7 out of 8 because I thought it was pretty solid. There's a few issues, but I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a 6 out of 8. 6%. So, so far, mm-hmm. we're pretty close uh, together. Now let's move on to soundtrack... Uh, this is actually a pretty unique soundtrack so far, as would be expected with a band film. Uh, you know, there's no score. It's all, um, songs. Uh, yeah, like I said, the budget for music must have been pretty good because, you know, they're using songs from actual popular bands in the 80s, uh, mixed in Mm -hmm. with their band. And I, I just really like how... You know the the songs they wrote for this uh, fictional band, it's like they're they're actually really detailed in the way that they wrote them. With you can like hear the influence that the music uh, yeah. Brendan is showing Connor in their songs, even though you yeah know, they're not a uh, actual. You know this isn't they're not an actual band, but I just I love mm-hmm. that they you know for a band film you got to take time with the the music that you're. Uh, making you know that you're le- having your fictional band create and they did with this film yeah. uh, obviously yeah. but I think they did it really really well and uh, yeah I think you know the way we've kind of been looking at the soundtrack is would we listen to it outside the film and well I guess it's not exactly my favorite genre I would say yeah <laughs> they uh, 
there are songs that I would listen to um, even without Mm -hmm. the film and uh, yeah yeah, Um, I don't know how much there is to say well it's amazing the thing I like about this soundtrack is that yeah you're talking about how you can really tell the influence like when he's first listening to Duran Duran and then you get like that uh, the riddle of the model his first kind of written song and you, you definitely get those Duran Duran feels. Um, you know, we have The Cure, lots of Cure. Um, and yes. they do that beautiful sea song. And he, he's got the, like, hairdo and everything. And it works really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just... I think that this is kind of... You know, you, can, you can't really dock marks for the soundtrack. It's a pretty perfect soundtrack. Um, yeah. Every song is solid. I have listened to the soundtrack... A many of times because it's just a good playlist you got some really good um alt rock songs on here yeah. and the original songs are are really good like really good um up to find you those ballad songs i really like their last song brown shoes they're just jams they're just super exciting super fun to listen to and they they just feel like songs a teenager could write lyrical lyrically wise. Um, yes, I I think that this soundtrack is fantastic actually, and because I've listened to it many times. But guess what? I haven't just listened to it once. I've listened to it a lot of times. Um, <laughs> therefore, I'm gonna give it an extra point. I'm gonna hey, give it an eight out of seven. An eight out of seven for. Soundtrack. I respect that. Uh, I'm giving it a normal 7 out of 7 percent. Yeah, I mean, the only songs I would actually listen to slash put on my playlist would be the Cure songs. I'm not a, I actually mm-hmm. don't really like Duran Duran at all. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I just, I don't know. Like, the songs are good, but I don't know. It's not really my type of thing. But yeah, it is amazing for mm-hmm. what it is. And, uh, you know, I respect it, even if I'm not an actual fan of the music. Yeah, I, you know, that, honestly, with the band film, it's to be expected that they get a very high score in soundtrack. You know, if they get a low score in yeah. soundtrack for a band film, it probably sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with the second half of our review. <laughs> Hey, coming back, back at you, hopping right in to production mm-hmm. design, uh, also costumes and set decoration. And that is our 6%. Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the production design was pretty good. Um, yeah. It's, uh, um, they didn't really have to do I think the that biggest thing, much. Yeah, <laughs> no, pr- there isn't a lot of production design, but I gotta say, the costumes in this film... Yeah, the costumes are, pretty are good. They're, they're pretty fantastic. Like <laughs> especially funny. that's that scene where he has that kind of dream sequence where he's filming the Back to the Future themed yeah, music the video. Yeah, they and they're it. all in that they their it. red suits and everyone's in these like very flamboyant colored dresses and suits. It's awesome. Like the costumes are fantastic. That was one of my um, favorite and scenes. Even just, yeah. And yeah. even just throughout the film um it's like especially watching connor and how his clothing hairdo makeup all of it just adapts throughout the film depending on what 
kind of band he's being influenced by in that moment in time is really cool and you have to give it a lot of props for that because they they kind of nailed that portion yeah uh and i i really like the school um the, although that's a location but you know i like the way they dressed it up looked mm-hmm. you know pretty average uh and i also i uh, some set design i really liked was the brother's room with his yeah mass collection yeah. of vinyl record player and you know his his nice listening chair uh mm-hmm. and you know connor's bedroom I, I just thought the production design was pretty solid enough to give it a little extra from what would be average um yeah i, I gave it a four percent out of six yep me too i gave it four out of six uh i originally had it as a five because i thought the costumes were so good but then i was like eh. Eh. i brought it down a little <laughs> bit it's a high four for me though high four yeah it's 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 pretty solid but you know there's not much which is kind of to be expected off a lower budget film uh yeah let's move on Mm -hmm. to location selection which is also at a six percent uh i thought the location selection was okay um like i said the school is good but you know you can tell that they just thought that the beach uh where the boat is the island is uh you know they they like their uh their ocean shots they they kind of reused those locations multiple multiple times um albeit they look <laughs> nice but you know they they were uh they reused the same location a few times and you know i i thought that their rehearsal space was good and overall it was just pretty average location selection none of the locations really wowed me that much um yeah. Yeah. I, I like the location selection in this film. It felt very like they're just kind of showcasing Dublin in a nice way, you know? Yeah. And I liked all the streets, like especially the nighttime shots, like when they're riding home on his bike and they're riding through the streets with the like strong mm-hmm. um, street lights on them. And you have those really narrow streets that they're riding down. I, I really like that. And it looks really nice. I actually really like the island uh, selection, too, that they go and have that picnic on, because they shot it in a way that you get that nice, um, grassy, leafy bokeh, and you also yeah. get this the ocean uh, in man, the background that's kind of sparkling. That, that leafy bokeh. Yeah. You get the ocean that's kind of sparkling, and then just in the background, you can see the coast of Dublin. And it, it's it's a pretty cool selection because there's a lot of islands around there. So I feel like that was a good choice and it really showcased yeah. like every aspect, every layer of that location. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, th- I thought that like kind of the houses, like where people live, that's kind of very intricate because you're looking at like who these characters are and kind of what houses they would live in. So if you look at mm-hmm. the bully, uh, Barry, I think his name was, like he lives in this little, like very dingy kind of looking apartment-esque and yeah i kind of liked how they just they kind of showcased all the different areas of dublin and where they live and how it worked and i i I, yeah i really liked the school also i thought that the school worked really well and also the gymnasium where they have the final um concert they that that was a really good location selection because they were able to match the lighting for the cinematography um because they have the like bright orange uh, lights over top of the gym floors, um, mm-hmm. which are clearly already there. 
and then they 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 must have put in blue spotlights on the stage so that contrast between the orange gym lights and the that reflecting off the polished gym floor with the blue concert lights is like perfect because you know orange and blue they go together yeah, hollywood really well so um it's hollywood for you that i really like that teal. that was a good gym choice and yeah, yeah i mean they, they just filmed in dublin and it's meant to just feel like you're just kind of walking around the streets it's not meant to be like you know really beautiful i don't think it's perfect but i thought i thought it was pretty good location selection um yeah. i yeah. gave it uh i gave it four percent out of six yeah i liked it a little bit more i gave it a five out of six <laughs> there you go um yeah I, I thought it was pretty solid um there also just wasn't that many locations at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh let's move on to cinematography which is at a cent uh 10 percent jeez um mm-hmm. yeah i thought the cinematography was pretty solid uh in this film yeah i mean it's not it's nothing uh brilliant by any means but it's but especially for this kind of genre of film it's pretty good compared to a lot it's of other good. uh movies out there i really like the handheld look that they yeah. use throughout the movie um, yeah. I think that that's a really good choice because it's not something you get out of a lot of feel-good movies. Usually it's very uh, static shots, um, just like really. Th- but this film felt a bit more raw and a bit more just kind of had that little grit to it, which was nice. Yeah, I, I guess I thought the framing at times was a little bit um, wide and wasn't quite as dramatic for some of the more dramatic moments. Um, mm-hmm. They they had a lot of most of the time characters were framed kind of waist up or even a bit wider like kind of like a cowboy shot almost like knees up, um, mm-hmm. you know they're mostly I think because there's a lot of moving shots and they're just kind of doing long ish takes with you know uh, moving the camera as well like tracking shots, uh, but yeah, yeah I I I thought the framing was uh, uh just a little bit wider than i thought it should have been i thought if the, they got a little closer then it would have made it more personal and dramatic but maybe that's not the vibe they were going for uh, i don't really know but yeah I, it's not anything major i just kind of thought the framing was a, a bit off at times and uh yeah i i don't really think there's much special about the cinematography uh you know th- there wasn't really anything wrong with it per se but you know, I th- I thought it was mm-hmm. just kind of average. Yeah, um, I like the, I like that they use some like longer takes, especially the fact that this film is major, like the majority of this film is teenagers, so we're getting a lot of teen actors, and yet they do a lot of shots, especially with the bands, where they kind of just have the camera in a wide shot and they just let them play off of each other. Which is yeah. something that films do when you have strong actors, and that that really says something here because mm, technically most of the time when you have teen actors, they try and cheat it a bit, and they kind of use a lot of cuts so that they can really fine tune each uh, line of dialogue and that performance. And yeah. by doing it in these wide shots and letting them just play off each other, and it actually being pretty decent performances, that's really that's really saying something about the acting. And it's also um, a more stylized use of cinematography because you're seeing these more long wide shots, which wouldn't be used much in films like this, 
for the most part. Um, I already talked about the green bokeh we get a lot of. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, the final gig, the final gig of the school, I think is the best I thought best the concert shot, shot sequence. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. were shot pretty nice. Especially yeah. just the lighting Once that again, scene. that the blue, the blue and orange light work perfectly together. Um, and mm-hmm. I really like just, especially when he's singing the slow song and you kind of have this dark gym floor that everyone's kind of depleted off of and there's just a couple people dancing and you get these close-ups of his face and the back shot where he's like lit. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, when they're, when he's biking with Rafina, taking her home and they're just kind of biking down that tiny roadway with the street lights. I really like that. It just it's it's not super technical, but it just looks really nice, and it it just kind of kind of it's it's pretty good. I didn't think cinematography yeah. was fantastic by any means, but it's pretty good for what it is. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Same here, seven percent out of ten. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh let's move on to editing, which is at eight percent. Uh, I thought the editing was pretty strong in this film. Um, I I think mm-hmm. what I liked especially were the transitions between scenes. Um, they most of the time they used like music to transition between the scenes. So, for instance, like right. you were saying earlier, you have them writing the song and then it transitions to the band actually playing it. Or yeah. you have the transitions of his Back to the Future dream sequence. How it, you know that scene yeah. transitions you know seamlessly with his actual video shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just thought that most of the transitions between scenes were pretty creative and, you know, some at times funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I thought the editing was pretty strong. Um, you know, there's no, no crazy VFX or anything or even that much of a stylized yeah. color grade here. But, yeah, but also with editing, it's also the sound, and this film relies yeah. heavily on sound, especially with their own original songs. And so the sound design all, is good. This, yeah, this ed- this editing is really strong, and I think it's actually um, it's one of the more technical uh, t- films that we've done. Well, we've done a lot of films that are very like simp simplistic in editing. And this film yeah, actually kind of used, like, very, like, especially with the original songs and stuff, they actually had to do some stuff with editing. Whereas you look at, like, um, The Place Beyond the Pines or, um, I don't know, even in Glorious Bastards, like, there's just, like, it's pretty, like, just, you know, cutting scene to scene. And uh, this film actually had to do some really, like, cool stuff with editing. I don't, it's not it's not like brilliant by any means but it is like it's pretty notable um and it, it works pretty well off everything throughout the whole movie yeah and i guess i don't i think there's less to say with editing uh in this category just because a lot of the films you've done so far um are very character driven and uh you know if we reviewed a film like an action film or uh Mm-hmm. You know, like a, even like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You know, with heavy VFX. Um, yeah. You know, something like that. The editing is gonna have a lot more to talk about. But in these cases, especially with this film, you know, there's not even a very standout color grade compared to something like Enemy, where they actually had to do a lot with the color grading. You know, here it's just yeah. 
it, it's very simple, but it's done very, very, very well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the I best do like the color when grade you, when you don't even notice it, and uh, it's definitely yeah, that's true. Done well. Um, the color grade they used for the like the Back to the Future scene though was really cool. Cause it was like That's true. it was this it was this like Very really warm. warm, but it was like a reddish. Um, it was kind of like a red green color grade, which is a weird yeah. color grade that you don't see very I often. I like that color grade and a it lot. Worked, yeah. That's it uh, worked. that's like some Royal Tenenbaum stuff right there. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, even Bottle Rocket kind of has that going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got my Wes Anderson yeah, I gave ending... trivia ready to spew it whenever I see an opportunity. <laughs> Can't wait till we do a I give editing film. I give editing a seven out of eight. Uh, I I get that that sounds pretty high for a movie like Sing Street, but once again, I'm looking at it as just the kind of movie it is, and it's it's pretty on a technical level, pretty well edited. So give it a seven out of eight. Yeah, I gave it a six percent out of eight. Uh, yeah. Let's uh let's move on nice to acting. Out of ten percent. Cool. Child actors. <sighs> yeah, as you know was pointed out last week not a fan um but you know actually i thought they were pretty good in this film uh I'd yeah say the and standout... they're not like super young they're like 16 ish yeah yeah they're they're not child actors per se um yeah and I, actually i think the standout uh performances for me were the actress who played rafina uh mm-hmm. i thought she gave a pretty solid performance and uh the main character um the main actor uh who is Ferdia Welsh Pilo um mm-hmm. I thought he gave a pretty good performance uh yeah you know I think you know there's some growth he could have with his career but you know yeah. for being I, a I young like... actor I thought he was yeah. pretty good I liked his quirkiness when he kind of performed too, like whenever he was doing music videos yeah, or yeah. performing live. Like he had this like weird, like he David was kind Bowie-ish. of taking off. It made him look like a performer, but it was like still awkward, but also like it was kind of. I, it was I very kind of, like, feminine. Out. Yeah. 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 It, it like had major like The Cure vibes to his performance. Um, true. Which true. I like because I love The Cure. Um. For me, the standout performance is Jack Rayner, who played Brendan. I oh, love yeah, his for performance. Sure. I was going to get to that. Um, I was going to say my favorite <laughs> performance. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I also actually really liked him in Midsummer. I don't know if you saw that, but... Mm, haven't seen that yet. He's, in, to he's that. in that as well, and he's actually yeah. really good in that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of his introduction to film actually that's not true he was in transformers age of extinction before this which i did not see (laughs) um but yeah this was his first kind of chance at the spotlight and yeah i'm pretty excited to see if he's in anything else obviously he's in midsummer but i thought he was really good in this um he had a very his his monologue was performed very very well oh yeah does yeah fantastic monologue and the ending when he's like tearing up in the car and when he like cheers out for joy it feels yeah, like yeah like, i like that it's just nice good performance it's just nice um, yeah he's just a good and, big brother like i would love to have him as a brother. yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> and music lover. his character is so interesting because it's like it's not exactly a character you would want someone to look up to, but at the same time, it is. And but it is, yeah. I kind of love that. And also, yeah. you know, his backstory is revealed to us, but not the whole thing. It's like you know yeah. that he dropped out of college, but you don't really know like why or or what his life plan is, or if he's literally just gonna you know sit at home and listen to music all day. Which I kind of like, you know, it's like a little mysterious uh, big brother character, which, yeah, he just, he just, it just feels great. And, uh, you know, some of that's the screenplay, but I thought his performance was really, really solid. Um, Yeah. Really, the only weak performances, like weak, weak performances, I thought were the bully character. I thought his performance was, nah, nah. Maybe it was just yeah, his character being this weird, like, bully who seems like he's going to be super prevalent in the start and then just, like, kind of isn't and then all of a sudden is friends with them at the end. Um, you know, he's <laughs> only in, like, four or five scenes, but his performance was okay. I, I don't know. I just thought the band members had, they, you know, they're, they're small roles, but uh, I, I thought their uh, performances were, meh, they were okay. And the, the the guitar player was good though. Um, yeah, you know, Connor's yeah, kind of friend. Yeah, his better friend was good, but yeah, I thought mm-hmm. the manager kid was kind of annoying. You know, what, yeah, he was the I, weakest. I, I, I think he was also the. I, I thought, yeah, I thought most of the performances were pretty average, with Jack Rayner's performance being uh, stand out. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I actually re- I, I thought. I thought that Lucy Boynton, who played Rafina, also is, like, standout. Like, she had a lot of, like, very emotional uh, scenes yeah. by herself, too, which is hard to do. Um, That's true. I thought she kind of nailed that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it is... The thing I like about this film, and I know you're not a huge fan of child actors, and I get that, but I do like that this film is about high school students, and they actually cast people yeah. who are actually the age... Like, you don't see that very often, where they cast people who are actually, like, 16 I mean, to, even in I, The I Place like, Beyond the Pines, you can tell that the high school actors are probably in their early yeah. 20s. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, every single show about high school, the, the actors are in their, like, mid to late 20s. And, yeah. you know, fine, whatever. It's going to get more views, and people are going to, you know, just, you know, whatever. But I, I like that... This, it feels more real because they're actually casting people who are like 15 to 17. That's kind of the age range that most of them were. Uh, Lucy Boynton was a little bit older, but yeah, I, I think that I also really did not was... buy that she was 16. <laughs> or the no, she was like, was 15. she was in her early 20s. Um, yeah, but the rest of them were pretty young. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, overall, I thought the acting was pretty solid, um, but. You know, most of the performances I thought were either just okay or pretty good. You know, there wasn't necessarily any awful acting by any means. So, yeah, I I gave it a 8%. I thought it was overall pretty good. Yep, me too. Give it an 8 out of 10. Nice. There you go. Let's move on uh, to entertainment, entertainment value. value. At a 10%. Uh, you know, I was fairly entertained. Uh, although I would say I was the least entertained of any film so far. Um, really? Yeah. 
I this I is like was... I think the most entertaining film we've watched so far. Like entertainment. Uh, like this is the fastest paced to... film we've watched, and it's actually, yes, it like, is fast paced. But I don't know. I just thought it wasn't very interesting. I guess. Like yes, it's fast paced, but uh, I don't know. I just I wasn't that invested in the story. Um, like yes, obviously I wanted to see our main character succeed and. You know, I I I felt good when the good things happened. You know, I was invested, but I don't know. I I just kind of thought that because I thought the story was a bit weaker, um, and there wasn't really anything technically cool happening, and you know, the acting wasn't perfect. I I just, you know, it was fairly entertaining. It was pretty good. It was like, uh, I I would you know I would maybe watch it again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was, you know, it 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 was passable, but I don't know, man. Maybe okay. it's it's just my taste in uh movies, but I don't know, it just wasn't yeah. really the most So Ben is watch a for me. Ben is has just proven his uh film geekiness that he has to have visually impressive Literally. things no, in I'm order not to even be kidding at this point though. Like like, like I, I've just reached peak film nerd, and like, if it's not some experimental, <laughs> mind blowing stuff, it's just average for me. But you know, no, I, like, yes, it's okay. It's entertaining, but I don't know. I just, like I said, you know, it's just not necessarily my taste. Like, like God, it sounds so pretentious, but it's true. I am pretentious. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, I'm start. I'm I'm gonna give my uh, I'll give I'll give a final quote here. All right, it's okay. Good for what it is, but the fact that the story is so simple just made me less invested, and therefore I thought it was less overall entertaining. Overall, it oh oh, how do you, I can't even <laughs> word it, you know, I. I it was good. It, it was okay. Yeah. There you go. It was sure. okay. Okay. Um, this is my third time watching Sing Street. Jeez, really? And yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, dude, I th- I think it's a fun movie. This is like the kind of movie I would just put on and just kind of like chill and watch. It's like yeah, it's not a film you analyze really. It's not a film that's like super. That's so brilliant. I, okay, by I any agree means. with this. But yeah. But this is this is the kind of film that I would consider entertaining. Like maybe it's not going to score super high with technical achievement, but entertainment value. This is a film that I would just put on and just kind of watch for fun. And I think it has like some great rewatchability aspects to it. And yeah, it's just like it's a feel good fun movie, and therefore I think it's super entertaining. Um, I know lots of people. I mean, this is just who, proving uh, how uh, film geek and pretentious I am because. It's not a movie I would rewatch because of the exact things you're saying. <laughs> uh, like, I, I know, know so many just, people who say this is like their comfort movie. They just like go to this film. I just, to like, like this isn't when I think my of comfort, my comfort movie. Comfort movie, is movie I'd watch like Hot Rod or Pineapple Express or something. This is like my comfort know, it's movie not is funny Lala enough. Land. It's not. It's not funny enough for me to want to sit down and laugh at it. It's just kind of that that weird genre where. I don't know. I just I couldn't really sit down and just watch it if I if I had other films I would want to watch like 
you know the films i've watched mm-hmm. the most probably are like the big lebowski i've probably seen that film like 10 times or uh yeah yeah just just something like that where i i you know my go-to like quote-unquote comfort movies are more comedies or wes anderson yeah. movies. but i don't know i i don't really see myself re-watching this uh yeah yeah these are my go-to like for comfort movies for me i like the kind of just dramedy feel-good movies yeah which this kind of falls under yeah yeah i, I don't know i did, I, I think it's paced really well too it's like it's quick pace i'll give it that. things are I'll constantly have things are constantly having happening so there's never like moments where i'm just kind of bored like i'm i'm still like enjoying the film throughout like every film we've done so yeah. far this is the first movie that even though it was my third time watching it there was not a point where i was bored where every other movie we have done so far there was at least one point where i was like okay come on move along move along this is like this is just like a fun film in my opinion i, I gave guess it a yeah, nine out of I ten mean, yeah i gave it a seven percent out of ten which i actually thought was a bit generous considering i don't think i'll watch this again um <laughs> but i i guess compared like a, a lot of the films we've been doing recently lucas put on the wheel and i haven't seen them so like i get how you could be bored like i don't know rewatching enemy but for me like first time watching a movie like enemy or children of men i thought it was infinitely more entertaining than these or than this but uh hmm. yeah i guess this is you know this this review just uh probably contrasted lucas and i's taste the most right there <laughs> you know but it's that i can enjoy different types of movies for what they are ben okay just, they okay, need to be, okay they need to be that like very artsy films <sighs> like i it doesn't even need to be that for me you know i this it's is the man this, that will this... say that Citizen Kane is the greatest movie ever. No, I I haven't seen Citizen <laughs> Kane actually. I if you or like Gone with the Wind, oh, like, well. I don't know how you could sit down and watch a three and a half hour movie <laughs> from the forties. Like, okay, this is discrediting me as a film student. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I let's let's just move on before before I seem like a bad person. Uh, overall, overall technical, technical achievement. achievement. Out of fifteen, yeah, it's yeah. solid. It's like there's nothing bad yeah. about the it's technical solid. aspects. I agree yeah. with that. I yeah, it's solid. You know, if you're looking at the scores I gave the other technical aspects, yet no, nothing, nothing notably weak, but you know, nothing incredible. I'd say the strongest category is probably editing, but yeah, I I just think overall it's very solid. It's very uh, I don't want to use the word average because that kind of sounds like an insult. So yeah, I, I think it's solid and it did what it needed to do, but it's not necessarily breaking new ground or even, yeah, you know, that impressive. But, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Any, anything else to say? Yeah, no, I, I think it, it had moments of, like, some really nice stuff. And, yeah, I think the it was edited really well. And soundtrack is uh, amazing. And also we got to look at the fact that they have original songs and they would have been mixing those songs themselves and stuff. And that's that's pretty impressive. That's true. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a solid, like, there's nothing that stands out as bad or weak, in my opinion. It's just kind of like, you know, it's a 
pretty decent, in my opinion. Um, I gave it a 12 out of 15. Same here. 12 out of 15. Uh, yeah, with all that being said, that kind of wraps up the review portion. So let's take a quick break before we give our final scores and spin the wheel for next week. And we are All back, right. coming Welcome in to back. conclude this review, um, and then yeah. we're going to prep for next week. So, um, Sing Street 2016, let's hear it. What was your total percentage out of 100? My total percentage was a 74% for this film. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess in a way, it being... This very simple, uh, you know, as you we've been calling it, comfort movie might, you know, it, I think that actually, you know, the score kind of reflects that. Like, I don't think this film should be taken too seriously like some of the other films we've been reviewing. You know, I like, you know, yeah, yeah I was no, kind of harsh on be. it, but I, I don't really think that this score necessarily means it's, you know, below anything we've done so far in any means. I just think it's a mm-hmm. different kind of film that, uh, yeah, like we were saying, could just put on and if you're, uh, if, if, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's your comfort film, you can watch it. But, you know, I just, I think, uh, just looking at what we've done so far, I, yeah, I think it's deserves the 74, my first okay. film in the seventies, a C, cool, 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 right? Cool. Like a C, um, yeah, C plus. I gave it an overall of an 81%, which is much higher. Um, my s- uh, Actually, it's 1% higher than Enemy. Um, Ooh. To be fair, I think I like this movie better than Enemy. I think Enemy is, yeah, it's more... <sighs> Enemy is... A, I can't really compare the two. It's like, it's too hard yeah, to compare you the can't two. But I think... They're, they're I think so um if I were to be choosing a movie to watch, I would definitely choose Sing Street over Enemy because, I don't know, That's, I don't I find mean, Enemy. Enemy. I feel like Enemy, you got to be prepared to watch Enemy. you got to be ready to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, that will give us an average of a 77.5%, um, yep. which is our lowest so far. All good. All good. Um and so that's good. our eighth film. Our eighth film. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we're um, uh, we're on to number nine. And uh, speaking of number nine, let's uh, let's spin that wheel and see what we get. Maybe we'll uh, get back on my side of the wheel. Uh, yeah. Because or maybe we'll get a yeah. requested film. True. Also true. It's true. Um, you know we have we have a. We're kind of running out of the requested films here, just looking at the wait list. So, you know, if you want to send in some films to our Instagram, we will put them right at the top of the wait list um, and they will be added to the wheel. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at S underscore Q underscore F underscore S. And uh, yeah, send us your suggestions, comments, questions, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, So without further ado... ado, Let's Spin that uh, wheel. pull up QuickTime Player. I'm pressing screen record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yep. 
pulling out the wheel. And we are we spinning go. in three, two, one. What are we landing on? Ooh. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, okay, we've landed on Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Nice, nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I've seen this film once, uh, starring the late, great Robin Williams um, and Matt Damon. Yeah. And, uh, uh, pretty classic movie, I gotta say. Um, yeah, it's, it feels weird to review a movie like Goodwill Hunting. It, I don't know. It, 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 it just feels like such a legendary film in pop culture to be, you know, reviewing it. Um, let me yeah. pull up the plot summary again. Uh, all right, here we go. Okay. Will Hunting, a genius in mathematics, solves all the difficult mathematical problems. When he faces an emotional crisis, he takes help from psychiatrist Dr. Sean McGuirt. Ma- okay, you, <laughs> who's trying to pronounce this? Who's trying to help me out here? Um, Dr. Sean <laughs> Maguerito, who helps him recover. You get the gist, all right? The name's not that important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, the general gist i believe this film is on netflix i'm pretty sure it is yeah you can go watch it there uh yeah although it didn't win any oscars it probably should have uh, best screenplay didn't it did it i'm pretty sure that this was the year matt damon ben affleck won for best screenplay it was like their first yeah yeah that's right that's right it uh yeah let's uh wrap things up here thank you for listening to our review of sing street and uh make sure you tune in next week to hear us review goodwill hunting amazing uh yeah see you guys next next week make sure to check our instagram which where we will have updated um lists we'll have our updated percentage list listings um We'll have our updated uh, 100 movie list, so if you guys ever want to check out which movies are or are not on the wheel, you can check that out. And yeah, we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Slightly Qualified Film Students. Make sure to tune in next week for a new film discussion and review. Our theme song is Slightly Sexy by Thompson Springs. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a like. Send us feedback and comments as well as your thoughts on the film. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at S underscore Q underscore F underscore S. If you would like to send us a question or a comment for next week's episode, you can email us at sqfilmstudents at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.